You are now on the mark with the Al Capone of Podcasts, your host, Marky Mark. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 20 of On the Mark. And we are coming to you live once again from Skyfall Studios. Benny, how are you feeling today? Just got done wrapping up the last episode. I know you're exhausted. I know you're a little beat up. You ready to, ready to keep the train moving here? Yeah, we're always ready to roll, Marky. You know, we live for this, babe. You know that. Your trust in the process. Listen, we live and die in Skyfall Studio, babe. Uh, well, you know, you just said a key word there, die. And uh, the news about Roy Halladay, absolutely devastating to uh, baseball fans and Phillies fans uh, across the city. Sad stuff, shocking stuff. Um, I couldn't believe what I was reading when I saw he, uh, he died in that crash. Yeah, truly a tragic accident. Uh, you know, goes down in one of those that you'll always remember. Yep. Like the Jose Fernandez or any of those. We can just keep going down them, the list. But uh, Doc Holliday was somebody, you know, he was a great pitcher, but a great man also. Yeah, and everybody knows that. And uh, he's getting a, just a players from all across the league, past and present, so, sending so much support and uh, just voicing their uh, sadness about the situation as people do in, in this day and age on Twitter. But a lot of like cool players saying a lot of a lot of kind words towards Doc. I remember running into Doc Holiday at the Sunoco gas station on uh, Patterson Avenue. It was about 11.30 on a Sunday night in the summer. I see this Lamborghini parked next to a gas pump with Florida license plates. I'm like, wow, that's a gorgeous car. Who, who the fuck is driving that car? So I uh, run into the uh, A-plus, you know, the grocery store attached to the gas station, and just grab a few things. And who's in there? Roy Halliday. Big guy, you know, in great shape, obviously. Uh, of course, I recognize them right away. I'll recognize relief pitchers and minor leaguers right away. I got that gift. So, yeah. I mean... Doc Holliday, seeing him was was kind of surreal. And I don't get starstruck, and I wasn't starstruck by him. So I went up to him, I said, yo, Doc, you know, love the work you're doing for the Phillies, this, that, and the other. I'm a huge fan. It's a freaking pleasure watching you every single night. You're out there. And he's, thank you, this, that, and the other. And I said, hey, man, why don't we take a picture? Because I had my cousin with me. He denies my picture request. Mm. But, you know, I understand, once again, I'm not a get starstruck kind of person. I'm not a um, bitter kind of person. And especially with a player his caliber, you respect greatness. And I didn't even give a shit. Yeah, know? absolutely. If anything, you just wish you had that picture now. I mean, it's... and look how it all comes full circle. Now yeah. I have that story. Yeah, true. And I think something to keep in mind is this. When we watch professional players and the great ones that we watch for 10 to 20 years, however long their career may be, we watch them living out their career and having all these great successes. And you might say to yourself, damn, you know, like, because I know, I know I felt like this. Man, I'm jealous. I'm watching this guy's brilliant career. When am I going to have my brilliant career? When am I going to have my moment? You understand what I'm saying, Ben? Sure. And But you support them regardless because you're a fan 
um, maybe you played the sport and you admire it uh, for whatever reason. You support them, you appreciate it, you admire them. But this is how short life is, and this is how unpredictable life is. That was his shining moment. That was his moment. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we've lo we lost Doc Holliday now. Baseball lost a great man. Uh, the world lost a great man. It's sad stuff. The fans are doing a great job of uh, down at Sissons Bank Park, leaving all types of memorabilia, hats, uh, candles. It's a pretty somber scene, but a nice tribute. So, Benny, let the bell tolls ring here for uh, the legendary Doc Holliday. Marky, I never really understood what bells tolls mean. The bell tolls. It, it goes back and forth. It, uh, you know, chimes. So that's tolling? When it's going back and forth, that would be tolling? I always assumed that was tolling. It's like you're going over a bridge. You're going back and forth. You pay the toll. Well, sure. So that makes some sense. All right. right. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me punch this into our uh, database here and see what bell tolls means before we... Before we let the bell tolls here. All right, the definition of bell tolls. An expression from a sermon, from a historical sermon it was. And what this means is, we're all a part of mankind. Any person's death is a loss to all of us because we're all a part of mankind as one. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. And therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. So that was the, the line from the sermon. So they use the term tolls almost like taxing. Like Wait. mankind got taxed. So, so we it, got taxed it's Doc like, Holliday. It's like if we all represent something, if we all represent a dollar... And one of the dollars gets taken out of your bank account. You've lost a dollar. You've lost a part of your bank account. And that's a part of you. That's how I'm looking at it right now. It's a strange definition, man. It's a strange term. Yeah, now you got me even more confused after the last two, three minutes of talking about it. The words don't mesh well. It's a strange term. But anywho, let the bell tolls, Benny, for the great Doc Holliday. Two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins, fires. A perfect game! Roy Halliday has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia Phillies history. Now we go from an A-plus person in Doc Holliday to another guy here in Philadelphia who uh, many would agree is not an A-plus person. That's Meek Mill. A lot of outrage about Meek... Uh, being sentenced to two to four years in prison for a violation of probation. Frankly, uh, I don't know how the hell anybody could feel outraged by this or feel any type of sympathy unless you know the man personally, unless he's your family, unless he's your friend, unless he's a business partner. If he's none of those things, you should not care. He's set for life financially, more or less, I would hope. 
He has a ton of connections in the music and entertainment industry. Not to mention the judge in this whole circumstance gave him every chance in the book. And he refused to go along with the same laws that Joe Schmo has to abide by when he's stuck in the legal system. He thought he was above it, big time. Now he's got to uh, pay his debt to society. I feel no sympathy. Frankly, I, I can't stand his music. I think it's um, played out at this point. I think many of his songs sound the same. I think he sounds terrible live. I think his music sends a horrible message to people trying to better their lives. But that's, you know, my opinion. And I'm, I'm going to go more into that a little later in the show. I see no social injustice here, folks. All the social justice warriors took to Twitter. It's an infringement on your constitutional rights. It's outrageous, <laughs> egregious, preposterous. They just don't want to see us do good. They don't want to see this. They... No. 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 He broke the law. And then, when he wasn't sent to jail, he couldn't even find a way to properly navigate through his probation with a strong legal team, with the support of powerful people with money, with a career, frankly, that's at a crossroads that's looming uh, after a, a bad breakup with Nicki Minaj. Uh, you know, he's not exactly uh, mainstream news anymore. Uh, that was keeping him relevant for some time. With all that in mind, a career on the brink, potential jail time, coming from humble beginnings... He still couldn't resist the urge. He couldn't get in line. Feel zero sympathy for him. Yeah, I think the most important thing you said there too was the strong legal representation. Because anybody talking about this, pitying the man as if he's using a public defender and right, had nobody right. having his back. Right. If his lawyers couldn't get him out of doing time, Guess what? He fucked up to the point where he needs to do some time. And look, maybe this will make some of the uh, crybabies feel a little better. It ain't going to be four years. No. It probably won't even be two. I was going to say it'll probably be like nine months. Yeah, exactly. And look, if it is two, it's two. The things he talks about, okay? The things he talks about, the lifestyle he portrays, the lifestyle he describes, the lifestyle he celebrates... And his peers celebrate two years is absolutely nothing for guys like that. Sure. If anything, it helps his career and track record. In the long run, a two-year jail sentence can't hurt a rapper. Real gangsters back in the day loved going to jail for two years. Sure. They didn't have to worry about getting killed. They didn't have to worry about making money. Sure. Two years they were getting off easy when they probably knew they did a hundred other things that could have put them in for life. Sometimes you don't have to look easier. any further than the movie Goodfellas. These guys did not mind going to jail. Real gangsters did yeah. not mind going to jail for a year, two years, three years. They would talk about it like they would brag about it. They'd say, oh, I'll do that like it's nothing. Sometimes jail is simpler for guys, it, for it, real Gs. You, yeah, you, you, uh, all your problems 
all your, uh, we can't say all, but many of your problems are going to go away. Yeah. But he's crying, and now what is he, uh, some social, uh, you know, uh, social social injustice example now? Bullshit. Bullshit. No, I mean, I've always liked Meek. I saw him at the Sixers opening home game this season. Always liked the guy. But at the end of the day, the best thing he's probably ever done is piss Drake off. Yeah, that was hilarious, and he fucking lost that. I mean, he lost that ten times over. <laughs> Drake's diss song was playing, getting club play. Multiple Drake diss songs yeah, were getting... we're getting club play. And not a single person can tell you Meek Mill's diss to Drake. And I don't think a diss song has gotten club play since the Nas Jay-Z beef. Okay, I was going to say Pac Biggie. Yeah, so well that so Nas and Jay, uh, Jay would come after that, obviously. And maybe some ca- uh, Cameron song dissing Jay-Z got a little bit of club play. Nothing substantial. So, like, that type of rap is dead anymore. Yeah. And for Drake's diss of uh, Meek Mill. Drake killed him. Oh, man, it was so good. Multiple times, man. It was so good. It was so fun. That, that was actually entertaining, and I'm not a guy who finds rap entertaining anymore. That, that was, was very, so very good. entertaining. Now take me to jail. So, I was talking to my friend uh, on Twitter, uh, my friend Kayla, and we were just discussing... Um, the whole meek thing and you know we were going back and forth making points we pretty much saw eye to eye on it and out of nowhere this random person on twitter at drew seven rhine tweets me this utilizing all the 280 characters that twitter has now which i cannot stand he says to me kayla he says you can't be serious Stop stereotyping every person who listens to rap. I love Meek Mill, yet I can also get down to Chance the Rapper. He was sentenced two to four years for failing a drug test. Yet Brock Turner was sentenced six months for raping uh, a passed out drunk college girl. Period. Okay. That's what he says to me and Kayla out of nowhere. No clue who this person is. I simply responded. I simply responded. We weren't remotely close to talking about Brock Turner or Chance the Rapper. Thank you for your opinions and good luck. Yep. I have no clue where all that came from. Send him on his way. Two seconds later, he blocked me. Guys, we, social justice warriors, please cut it out, man. Twitter is not your platform. You're not going to change the world on Twitter. I know you got 280 characters now. It doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And um, I have no time for any of that, Benny. No time whatsoever. Yeah, I've started to distance myself from Twitter. I didn't even know they went up to all those characters. Absolutely. It's, uh, It's worth distancing yourself from. I had to unfollow every ESPN employee, any journalist who is constantly pushing political opinions and whatnot on on me and whoever else follows them. I just, nothing, that's their prerogative. That's their right. Good for them. Do your thing. I just, it's not uh, the product I'm interested in. Well, ESPN made that easy for you because they just fired everybody you would follow. And that too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Funny story about uh, MS ESPN. They um, are probably going to lose Monday Night Football in 2021. Cannot afford it. Sure, but 
by that time, I don't know if it's going to – they might be able to afford it. The price might go down. The NFL keeps losing viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in regards to uh, viewership in the NFL, real quick, because this is not a sports show, folks, but it's just interesting. It's entertainment that it, we're talking it, about. We're now. talking entertainment here. We're not talking football. Let's talk turkey here. Major League Baseball is seeing increased sponsorship spending while the NFL is seeing decreased sponsorship spending. Papa John came forward, said he thinks his pizzas aren't selling because of his NFL uh, partnership. Uh, frankly, I think fucking Papa John's just sucks, and people are uh, have finally caught on to that and probably rather make their own pizza or get a pizza from a family-owned place before that uh, clown John Schnatter has his... Uh, pizza delivered your way i think people are just tired of waking up the next morning flaming shit coming out of their asshole because okay, papa yeah. john's I, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know if i've ever had papa john's pizza I'm i dead used to serious. like papa john's and they give you deals sometimes it's hard to pass up on when teams win when yeah things yeah. happen they, they it's give all you about that sponsorship off. that's I why know, they, they do give that. You the sponsorships it's easy to go it's cheap it's good but I'll tell you what, you wake up the next morning and you regret it instantly. And it's nothing against corporate pizza because I like Domino's and I even like Pizza Hut a little bit on like a, a random Pizza Hut's good. event. You know what I mean? I had a very bad Pizza Hut experience one time. But in terms of pizza, you know. The pizza's good. Look, I'm a family-owned pizza guy. I get pizza from family-owned places. Absolutely. I don't support corporate pizza. Sure. I don't support the bastardizing of pizza yeah, you take a stand i take a stand you know uh, here's the other thing you have to keep in mind benny pizza's like sex even when it's not good it's still pretty good man yeah agreed. you know i'll eat an elio's pizza i love elio's i'll eat a pizza bagel yeah sure i probably haven't had one since i was six years old but i would eat one both of those i kind of like having a little bit of cold in it like cooking it oh not i eat all pizza cold all the time well normal pizza coming out of the fridge cold i'm saying like elios yeah you okay. cook it but you leave a little bit of cold in there well, i don't know god forbid if any of it was frozen that would be disgusting frozen marky i'm just saying there's a slight chill in it yeah it's like a tataki what's a tataki like a seared tuna that's like a little cold oh okay i think when i okay so when i ate at morimoto if yeah. I said that tataki was a section of a menu, would that make sense? Can they do multiple fish in a tataki style? I'm no expert, Mark. I would assume that that's That might be a question acceptable. for my hot Asian girlfriend. Yeah, that, she could probably help you there. But like I said, it depends on her orient of Asian. Right, which we still have not figured out. In other entertainment, sports-related entertainment news, the legendary Vin Scully came out and said... He is disappointed in the NFL player protests and says he will never watch another NFL game. Vin Scully used to announce NFL games. Mm -hmm. I think he even did NFL film stuff, mm -hmm. but I know he did live games. Yeah. Hall of Famer, beloved, has been in sports his entire life. I respect the man's opinion. He's entitled to that opinion. Now that Hugh Hefner's gone, I don't know if there's a cooler old person. Great point. Cool old people. Who else do we have that? Cool old people. Hugh was definitely the coolest. Hugh was the coolest. 
People love Betty White, but like, Betty White, yeah, you know, Golden Girls was cool, and and she she seems like great people. <laughs> she was a bombshell back in the day. I believe she was in Playboy back in the day, or something close to. Yeah. But cool old people. That's a short list. It's tough, man. Larry David. Larry David, but some may say he's not old enough. Old enough. Cool old people, and that's a you know curb your enthusiasm, man. That whole fucking cast looks old as fuck to me. It's actually starting to depress me. Yeah. Oh my god, Jeff looks horrible. Oh, I know. They look horrible. Funkhauser. Funkhauser looks like shit. a mutant. Oh my <laughs> Can't god. Can't even understand half the shit coming out of his mouth. I know. The man's literally turning into a horse. And like George Costanza and Jerry and Seinfeld, I always thought it was unrealistic how hot some of their girlfriends were. Same thing with Larry. He, he's yeah. constantly would have brought out of his league. Well, but that's you know what? That's on some weirdo LA shit. No. That's not no, yeah, exactly. That shit happens in Larry LA. David's worth like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, and they know he's a comedy and star. They know, and he yeah. could make them famous if if they wanted. Uh, right. No, seconds. it's not unrealistic. You're right. You're right. Now George is unrealistic, sure. Jerry isn't necessarily unrealistic, but there were a couple girls in there that were. Yeah. Yeah, like the one that he had to meet at the airport. She was way too hot. Was uh, Mar Marissa Tomei and George Costanza. I mean, that's just a hilarious plot. Un unreal. <laughs> no, that's just unbelievably funny. Who was the chick that was in Superman back in the day? Diane Lane? Was Diane Lane one of Jerry's girlfriends? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I think so. Who was the girl with the uh, spectacular titties? Diane Lane has great tits, but there was another one. <laughs> is that the same one? I mean, we're it might be, about? but you know, the list is long for Jerry. The list is long, but he's a stand-up comedian. Only works a couple days a week. Nice apartment in Manhattan. Parents living out in Florida. Wore some nice Jordans. You know, wore like uh, some nice outfits from time to time for the time era. He was cool, funny, yeah. mm -hmm. in shape, yeah. traveled, mm -hmm. you know, so Jerry made sense. it made some sense, yeah. George made no sense, but George made no sense, that but was great. at the end of the day, he did work for the New York Yankees. Sure. He was a liar, so he could scheme and plot I was just going to say, George is a schemer. <laughs> yeah, George exactly. And way. to get a lot of these girls, you have you to scheme. You gotta scheme, man. You, know? you gotta scheme. You can't be afraid to lie a little bit, nah. fabricate a little bit. Yeah. No, they do the same. Absolutely. I mean, George Costanza is one of my idols. In of course. He represents the everyday man. Uh, he's so good. It's come to my attention that you and the cleaning woman have engaged in sexual intercourse on the desk in your office. Is that correct? Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? I tell you, I gotta plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon, you know, because I've worked in a lot of offices and I tell you, people do that all the time. Shit, man! Why didn't they even try a spin-off show with of George? Yeah, I mean Seinfeld. Was I mean just it's the not too late. Show. Jason Alexander sure. looks fine. Yeah, do a fucking spin-off show. It'd these be these cable executives love to bring back shows, except they never bring back the great ones. Yeah, I know. They never bring back the great ones. So give me a George Costanza spin-off. Yeah, they don't give you the one you wanted. Exactly, because like um. Elaine is so super rich 
that she is probably not interested in doing a weekly sitcom. Same goes for Jerry. Yeah. Kramer had all his insanity happen after the show, so he's unmarketable. Can't do it. Jason Alexander looks good. Sure. He's been dying to do something. He was like the funniest dude on the show for most episodes. I don't think he wants to do it. He hates the character. Yeah. I mean, it made him a ton of money, but... Yeah. It literally ruined his career outside of that. He couldn't do anything else. And Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia is basically just a rated X George Costanza. I would go as far as to say. It's very, very similar. Very similar. Some differences, but very similar. No, but I love both characters at the same time. Arguably my top two favorite characters in TV history. It's two of my top three. Yeah, they're up there, man. And now speaking of characters and... This is a good transition for us. Uh, last night, I uh, watched the Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. Just feeling, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, woo, just flying, set up again. They call, woo, the Nature Boy. ESPN 30 for 30. I was waiting for this one for a little while since they announced it. Yeah, haven't seen it yet. You know, we met Ric Flair at at Wing Bowl this past year. Absolutely. And he had that death scare. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he looked great when we met him at Wing Bowl. He was a little banged up. But I thought he looked run down, fragile, uh, beat up. I wouldn't and then when he got Rick on the Flair mic, Benny, good. I didn't think he was making much sense. I wouldn't anticipate him looking good or sounding good. Well... He's an elder wrestler. Yeah. He was l- the party boy. A lot of mileage. So I'm watching this 30 for 30... Little bit of a tearjerker. Um, ESPN's good for that, but rightfully so. Rightfully so. A uh, few fun facts. I'm not going to ruin the entire episode for you fu- folks out there if you haven't seen it yet or you're waiting or to watch me. it or you, Ben. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> you just get this episode out in time. That's your job, boy. You do your job, boy. <laughs> um, turns out. He had 10-plus beers and a couple vodkas every day, seven days a week, from 1972 to 1989. And you every want this guy to day. look good. He was adopted. I did not know that. Grew up in Minneapolis. Was going to play football at Michigan, but couldn't academically qualify. Ended up at Minnesota. Grades kept him off the playing field at Minnesota. Um, got linked up with some wrestling stuff, quit three times. His trainer slapped him around and said, you're not a quitter, you're not quitting. Son commits suicide. And he said his biggest regret, and this is something we have to keep in mind, his biggest regret was not being a father, but being more of a best friend to his son. Most of his kids resented him. He was never home, out drinking, traveling he swears he lived his character i don't even know if i believe it but he swears he lived his character if he did i mean that's just fucking awesome but you know at the same time you only have one life to live i could tell he has a lot of regrets if i I, you know you hate to put a stamp on anything i hate to make a prediction but only god knows how much longer he has left they went as far as to say they don't even know how he has a liver left his body completely shut down on him when he was put in a medically induced coma. 
Uh, he said after his son's suicide, he tried to drink himself to death. He was drinking every day. But the man, okay, this goes back to something I've preached on prior episodes. And gang, uh, if you just lock in with me here for for one minute of this episode, this is the minute to do it. This is the key thing. The man was utterly obsessed with wrestling. He was obsessed with being the best. And when you find an interest or an industry or a practice or a craft and it's your true passion and you are obsessed with it, you are going to succeed. And it's not going to be an obsession from day one, second one, minute one. Like I said, he quit three or four times. It's you grow to love things. You grow to love a craft. You grow to love a job. You grow to love an industry. Shit, you, you can grow to love a girl. Or vice versa, a girl can grow to love a guy. But when you make something your passion, and you give it time, and you have an obsession with it, an obsession that you put above all else, you will succeed. And in a lot of circumstances, like Ric Flair's, these obsessions can be to a fault. And they can harm other aspects of your life. And you got to try to manage that along the way. That's something to keep in mind. Easier said than done. But if you are obsessed with what you're involved in, you can and will succeed. But it takes an obsession. And that, that that's truly what I pulled away from that episode. It takes an obsession. He was so obsessed with wrestling, the technicalities, the form, the theater aspect, the workouts. He worked out every single day. Never missed the workout, he said. Had hour-long matches, which is unheard of. But if you are obsessed with every aspect, you're going to succeed. Yes, it took away from his family life. Yes, it took away from his long-term health. But when Ric Flair goes, he leaves a legacy. He leaves generational wealth behind. People that didn't watch him live know his name, respect and admire him. You know, it's almost on some Babe Ruth type stuff. It's on some legendary stuff. And... um. It's all credited to his obsession. They talked to Hulk Hogan. They said, and, and he just shook his head. He said, you know, I'm not nearly as good as Ric Flair. It's not even close. Like, he just shunned the idea. He just laughed at that. He said, it's, and he wasn't, it wasn't like a humble thing. It was like a truth talk thing. You know how guys will submit to an elder statesman who helped lead the way in a specific field? It wasn't that type of thing. It was like he was embarrassed that they even asked him the question. Now, we all know Hulk Hogan is like a friggin' American icon who was in that industry for decades. A beloved American icon. And he's just like, nah, not even close, man. Like, laughed at it, embarrassed to be asked that. And others, you know, said the same. I almost feel bad. I almost wish Ric Flair came up in another generation but then again, his shtick would not fly in another generation. 
for sure it wouldn't be the same now with this. And it wouldn't be the same. So it was perfect. You know, Ric Flair, I, I loved Ric Flair actually uh, before all this pop culture stuff. And I was quoting him very a very long time ago. But as I say, Benny, always ahead of the curve. Yeah, Marky, always. I feel sympathy for Ric Flair. It was an honor to meet him. I respect his excellence, his thoroughness. And frankly, he was a functioning alcoholic. He overcame that fault. You know, he could have, he had every excuse in the book to be a quitter, to be jailbait, to be a loser. Every excuse you could think of. Now, nah, what did Ric Flair do? He went on to be the greatest. Rick, we salute you. Thank you for a great career. And make sure you watch that 30 for 30 if you haven't, folks. I won't drive nothing but Mercedes or Rolls Royce. I won't go nowhere on a commercial airliner. I won't ride in nothing but limousines. And I won't make love to nothing but the best looking women in the world. Another show that I do not understand how kids and girls are watching. Because it scares the shit out of me, Benny. Stranger Things. Holy shit, that show bothers me. I never gave it a try, Bark. Love how they captured the time period of the 80s. They nailed that. I literally don't even know what it's about. Yeah, well, it's scary as fuck. I cannot watch it alone. Uh, it fucking creeps me the fuck out. But why don't you get real with us? Why don't you tell our audience, Benny, why you don't watch Stranger Things? Well, it's pretty clear. Okay, so it came out about a year ago, the first season. And I heard everyone talking about it, and usually I give those things a try, and it wasn't many episodes either. So I was going to give it a try, and I, I was seeing this girl at, this, at the time, and uh, she was really into the show. She had watched it all. She was talking it up to me. But then she kind of threw me threw me away, dumped me. All right, Marky, got rid of me. So I wanted nothing to do with that show last year. Because but, it brought back bad memories. Yeah, it brought back, you know, not great memories. Didn't want to think about her. Just, you know, trying to say fuck her and forget her about her, essentially. Yeah, she put bad whammies on the show. Yeah, it just was bad What's vibes. What's that word you use, juju? Yeah, the she bad juju, Marky. <laughs> it was bad juju on that show from day one Benny for me. Benny Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. Benny <laughs> the Bear Juju. Uh, I like that. Now we're talking. Okay, so. Benny the Brain Spielberg. Okay, now we're talking. I like it. We can work there. Anyway. So season two comes out. What happens? Okay, so season two comes out. And I'm not necessarily all about watching it, but I hear everybody talking about it. I've seen it on Netflix. I'm thinking about starting to give it a shot. I want to give it a try. Well, what happens? I run into this girl the other day, Marky. The same girl. What does she do? She tells me to watch Stranger Things season two. So now I uh, so now it's ruined for me. Now season two's juju so you, is dead. You, you were gonna do a season two thing. I would no. I was gonna go back. Se- oh, you were okay because you because were over at this it. point it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm totally done with it. It's over. It doesn't matter anymore. So I was gonna give it a try again. Is she hot? Uh, yeah, she's fairly attractive. Yeah, blonde. Blonde. Yeah. Does she bleach her asshole? Uh, I believe yes. That's very popular with these girls now. I know. I know. In yeah. fact, I think I'm, that's going to be a Christmas gift of mine to to female Gift certificates friends. to bleach their assholes? Gift certificates for them to get their assholes bleached. Phenomenal. I know a girl that does that if you need a place. She's the best. Really? Yeah. I wonder if guys bleach girls' assholes. That's probably a tough profession to 
break get into. yourself into, especially from a straight guy's perspective? I would like that job. Well, I could I'd probably do job. that part time. I'm not saying from a guy's perspective it would be tough to get into. I think it would be tough to get the clients if uh, you're a guy. Yeah. How are you going to convince all these women? But hey, it, capitalism, man, beat the price. Get that yeah, price right sure. and they'll come. That's they true. need their assholes bleached. But let me tell you, I, I was told once, if you're good at something, you never do it cheap or for right, free. Right, right. What movie is that from? Uh, I Move don't from know. from Wall Street? Maybe. I, or is I don't that know. that old Jew Wall Street? passed down that wise Jewish lineage on how to make money? It might be a wise Jew. I think God it was bless on, the Jews, man. I think they it was know on, how to make money. What was it? The Ten Commandments? Let me ask you got? a question, Benny. If I convert to Judaism yes. and join a synagogue... Join the tribe. Join the tribe. Yeah. Will they teach me the ways? Oh, they'll teach you. Babe. Will I have the access, the monetary access? I guarantee you, Jews take care of other Jews. I know Jews take care of other. That's why I'm asking yeah. that. Yeah. I'm serious. I'll tell you what, your looks help you because people it, think I'm Israeli. Yes. I was going to say, if you put on a yarmulke, yeah, you, you instantly are a Jew. Hey, I always like Jews. Hey, they're good people. I've always liked Italians. I wish we could switch. Jewish girls are hot. Israeli girls are hot. Yeah. Successful people that are in cool industries. Very, very Jewelers, successful. Yeah. Hollywood. Sure. Lawyers. Yeah. Business owners. The stock market. People that can make things happen. Get deals done. And I'm a Jewish deli guy. Ah, they're the best. And we don't have a ton of them, but we have a few, obviously. We've got enough. We got enough of them, but I could use more. Yeah. We could have more Jewish delis. Sure. Is that a product of Jews assimilating so much to American society that the Jews are like, eh, we're cool with an Italian hoagie. Eh, we're cool with McDonald's, a hamburger. Is, they that, love is Chinese. that a product of that? They love Chinese. They love Asian food. Yeah. They love sushi. Sure. That's the thing. So, yeah, that's probably what it more that is. Essentially. And I'll is. tell you what, for the most part, I mean, you have, obviously, it varies, but for the most part, Jews like to stay in shape, for the most part. Yeah. And, uh... You know, if you hit those Jewish delis too much, yeah, they're it's really bad, and it's not even—it's not even so much staying shaped. It's bad for your arteries, yeah. your heart. It's a lot of food. It's not good for you. A lot Fried, of sodium, pastrami, yeah. carbs, Ooh. pastrami corned beef special. Yeah, uh, and then you got to drink a soda with all that. Absolutely, you, you have know. like five Doctor Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a two thousand calorie lunch at least, at least, and it's not just the calories; it's what it's doing to your arteries, your exactly. heart. So. You try and stick away from those. Absolutely. I mean, that's dangerous stuff. I don't even eat as much lunch meat as I used to. I used to have yeah. a hoagie once or twice a week. Uh, I used to have prosciutto once or twice a week. Mm. Uh, I got away from a lot of lunch meats. They say it causes cancer. Yeah, I don't know about any of that. I mean, they say everything causes but, but, but cancer. But even, look, even if it doesn't cause cancer, the sodium, sure. the cholesterol, it's just not that good for you. Yeah, I try. It doesn't and, pack the protein. I try and eat more healthy these days. I really do. And with the holidays coming up, you got to make a concerted effort to continue to get in the gym. You don't want to become a fat, lazy, undisciplined slob. I'll tell you what, this is the time of year I start ramping up at the gym. Everybody waits until it starts getting nice out. Yeah, That's yeah. You, you like late. to ramp up. You, you get a good run in in, your, in in a hoodie, work out in a hoodie, hoodie drenched in sweat. Yeah. Show up, to, show up to your family's Thanksgiving dinner in a hoodie drenched in sweat <laughs> with a meal prep, drinking a gallon of water. 
Mark, my family Thanksgiving is up in North Jersey. I'm going to run there. <laughs> no, bike. Yeah. But you bike up there. You get there after dinner. I'm rollerblading, bro. Bruises all over you. You fell <laughs> off the road into a pit. A branch stuck by in the a back deer. of your shirt. Your bike all fucked up. Yeah. And beat up. Yeah, got attacked by a rabid deer. Yeah. No, a rabid group of turkeys. Wild turkeys. They're out there. I had to run the last half of it with my bike over my shoulder. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's good theater. That's good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, this is absolutely outrageous, and this kind of hits home for me. Moments ago, ABC News reporting, a plane was forced to land after the passenger uses the sleeping husband's fingertip to unlock the phone to find out he was cheating on her. Folks, I cannot make this up. This was just reported. By the time you listen to this episode, you probably will have seen this story a hundred times this is hilarious now why this did was the plane bound have to, to happen or there was the a plane a, have to land. a star they were screaming and yelling and fighting oh man see that's when his she sleeping has to... finger how did he not feel her lift his hand to put it on some the people phone? take xanax yeah she like probably a drugged drug them. induced coma she probably drugged yeah. them like our good friend Joey Stacks was recently in a drug-induced coma. Yeah, he always winds up in drug-induced comas. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, though. That's bad, but from the insane psycho girl's perspective, that's when you have to be an adult for about two hours and let right, the plane let land. Right, let it ride Let out. the plane land, yeah. and then you can be, yeah, and then you yeah. can have your fucking insane like fight. In, like in the last episode of Curb. Yes. The guy was having a, an attack on the plane, and the doctor refused. Yeah, it's said, like, listen, you be an adult. you want to stay over a night in yeah, Lubbock, whatever. Texas, yeah. or whatever? <laughs> it's like, listen, be an adult. Yeah, Just let, let everybody get to their destination. Then you can have your fight. I hate planes, man. I'm anti-plane. I call them germ I'm tubes. I'm so anti-plane. I'm never traveling anywhere not first class again. As long as I'm a single guy, I am traveling first class. At the very least, I make sure I'm at the front with the extra leg space. You'll pay for that seat, right? I'll pay for the, ma- a little it, bit extra. Yeah, right? even yeah. if I don't necessarily need the first class. Like, let's say it's an hour and a half flight. Uh, that's not necessary to pay the whatever. Right. Until I'm paying off my son's, you know, DUIs and my son's, uh, you know, credit card debt, I'm flying first class. Yeah, sure. Or I shouldn't say son, son or daughter. Uh, I'm paying off. I'm paying the price to fly first class. I cannot stand the inconveniences of flying coach anymore. Uh, It's flying coaches for the turds, man. I had a flight. Let the turds fly. I had a flight from Charlotte to Miami this summer, and it was unbelievably brutal i figured short flight i'll just fuck it sit wherever yeah i'm a big guy man i go in there i'm trashed a little trashed i'm hung over i'm starting to feel bad i have the worst person in front of me these people are throwing stuff on me Uh, bags are falling on me they're slamming their seat behind me it's peasant shit man i feel like i'm on the titanic on the in the shit rooms oh yeah man i'm the guy in the titanic that they cage that door the italian guy remember he died they wouldn't let him through sure titanic's a cool movie man Mm. not a chick flick Titanic is not a... Yeah, I'm a Billy Zane guy. (laughs) I first got introduced to Billy Zane in uh, Tales from the Crypt. Okay, I did in Zoolander. 
Sure. So Tales from the Crypt was about mid nineties. Zoolander, what late nineties, early two thousand one. Two thousand one. It was literally right after nine eleven. Yeah. No, Billy Zane's a cool character actor. He was in some other uh, other stuff too. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. He's trying to help you out. This plane story hits home because I was out on a date with a girl a few nights ago, and we're in my car. She's in the passenger seat, I'm in the driver's seat, and I'm kind of leaned over on the center console, and I'm just looking at my phone. I forget what we were parked waiting for something or somebody, and I'm just kind of like slouched over, and I'm unlocking my phone, and she's looking, and I'm like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Send a message right here. My unlock is 6969. Nice. Is that a deal breaker for her? Let's put it this way. The night ended well. Have not heard from her since. Sure. Yeah, she probably didn't love that. <laughs> the 69. <laughs> you know? I mean, those are the numbers that are in my head all day. You know, like A Beautiful Mind, the number, or uh, Zach Galifianakis in Hangover when yeah. the numbers were running through his head when he was counting cards? Yeah. The numbers in the equation. For uh -huh. me, it's just 69, 69, 69. <laughs> it's an endless streaming of that number. Nice. <laughs> you know frank from florida benny reached out to me and we know frank is a professional sports caddy professional golf caddy at two of the most prestigious golf clubs in the country you know he's caddy for all types of ex-athletes celebrities what have you important people so he got down to naples florida a couple days ago for the season and frank sends me a text he said hey marky i said yeah frank he said i'll tell you what I don't recognize post-Irma Naples, Florida. Like it got hit by a fucking nuclear warhead. I mean, come on, Frank. <laughs> that's we good. can't exaggerate no, that. No, that's good. I that's mean, what, great. palm trees are down? Uh, maybe a sign. The sign, welcome back. The highway signs. Yeah. You know, what, a gas station got hit hard? No, nah, I'm sure it has some damage, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's probably yeah. not always making it out to fix. Post-Irma yeah. Naples, Florida. Like the city was wiped off the map. Marky, they only have three greens left. Yeah, right. <laughs> he caddies those three greens. <laughs> they got two fairways <laughs> and three greens. Frank's going to take a financial hit because of Irma. Uh, it probably will hit him. Seriously. Yeah. It's going to hit him where it hurts. Yeah, man. That's Bad right. time for Frankie. He's got to uh, he's got to learn how to budget his money, that Frank. <laughs> He'll learn. He'll learn. I'll tell you what, out of all the people I've known, for the amount of years I've known him, he's always had the most money. I will say that. Yeah. He's always had the most money. He, um, he goes on cool trips, man. He's like Marlin's man. He... You know Marlin's man? Yeah, yeah, of course. He's like Marlin's man. We're the license plate guy. License plate guy. There's a license plate guy, too, that's like Marlin's man. Okay. Marlin's man's a turd. Was he at the World Series this year? Yeah. I like Lawrence. I've met Lawrence. Good guy. Is that his name? Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. Um, I actually hooked up with a black girl because of Lawrence. Really? That's a true story. Lawrence needed a picture with us, and then he pulled a random group of girls in because into the picture just because, and ended up hooking up with a black girl because of that. That's always cool. Thank you, Marlins man. Another notch on the belt for you. Mm-hmm. Something I wanted to touch on. Reasons to not have kids. Oh, yes. I have a ton. Could this list be any longer? 
for guys like me and you? Nope. I could go on for days. I could go on like, for the rest of my life. Literally, I could sit here for anywhere from, I don't know, seven to ten days just rattling off reasons to not have kids. Yeah, I was out with a girl a few days ago, probably last week, and I somehow got on the topic of how I hate children. And she was looking at me like I was a terrible person. Right, and that's only one category, how annoying they actually are. Uh, yes, I was just talking that's about only actually one, yeah, how the, they the actual acted. human, yeah. No, actually, that's only I one category. Them, man. Yeah, I don't need that aggravation. My days are hard enough. Yeah. And just getting back to a few things we touched on in this episode. How fucked up some of these TV shows are, like Stranger Things, uh, Game of Thrones. Fucked up individuals are making these shows, man. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Fucking weirdos are writing these beloved shows. I don't want my... I barely can handle these shows. I don't want my kid who has never experienced normalcy... To grow up on these shows. Think, like, we experienced Seinfeld, Friends, Cheers, uh, a litany of shows that were normal. Okay? They, they're they not going to have any of that. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They're not going to have any normalcy. You see the madness, like, cartoons that these little kids watch when they're young now? It, it like, doesn't even make sense. I, I, yeah. It, it's it's like, insane. Like, that horrifies me. Because I'm of the school that believes that movies and TV motivate mass shootings sure. and motivate crime. I do believe it normalizes it and makes people feel more comfortable to do it. Sure. And I think it's wrong. I think it's fucked up. I mean, there was resistance years ago to censorship on TV. So we're not the only ones who think this. Reason number two. And it's not reason number two. It's just the... The reason that ties into this show. I don't want my kid growing up listening to a creep like Meek Mill or somebody who uh, advocates, promotes, and celebrates selling drugs, killing people, uh, exploiting women, all the negatives of life, worrying about how expensive your clothes are when you should be worrying about, you know, how can I better myself, better my neighborhood, better my mind. Shit like that. Bad morals, man. I don't want my kid to grow up on that. See, yes, I listened to rap music my whole life. I really don't anymore. I did. But my family was old school. I grew up on Sinatra and music from the fucking 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. They're not going to have that. I, I hear you, Marky. I, I don't do want them to you. grow up thinking 280 Twitter characters is normal. They'll have 360. Yeah, by, the by then, no, they'll what's 280 times 2. 140 to 280, 280 times 2 is 560. Good. Twitter 360. 560. Yeah, Twitter 3, that does sound. Oh, you're stealing from Microsoft? Xbox 360, <laughs> which is fucking 20 years old. I know. <laughs> Listen, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you in about five years, that's a reality, guys. You heard it here first. Um, Reason number three? Yeah, man. I don't. I, reason number three, I don't want... Uh, I don't want to have to worry about what they're eating for dinner every night. I barely can figure out what I'm eating for dinner. I'm horrible every with girlfriend my meal I ever have never knows what the fuck she wants Ugh. to eat for dinner. So now I got to figure out what the fuck she wants, what the fuck I want, and what this dumbass kid wants. Ugh. I know. Reason number four: they tell horrible jokes. 
their jokes are always terrible. Yeah. Like, they're never funny. And then they'll tell it to you. Kind of like our show. Well, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody lives. <laughs> no, then they'll tell it to you a dozen times in an hour. Yeah, man. Disrupt the sleep schedule terribly in the early years. Yeah. And then when they're teens, you gotta you can't go to bed in peace if they're not home. Where the fuck they at? Gotta worry about their grades. I would not pay one attention to what my son does in school or daughter does in school. That's put completely on them. I don't care if they fail every single class. That's completely on them. I used to Xerox my uh, report cards and change the, the grades. Interesting. That makes and sense. And then give my parents a better report card. That makes sense. <laughs> How terrible is that? Actually, not the report and card, folks, only the interim. you see how sick and demented his laugh was, <laughs> the, his expression and his laugh when he just said that to me. I don't trust you anymore, Spielberg. Listen, man, I'm, I'm a bit of a schemer myself. You're fucking Sean Penn from Carlito's Way, man. Slimy Jewish lawyer. <laughs> I feel like I'm more Sean Penn in Reservoir Dogs. Or yeah. Chris Penn in, in Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Uh, may Chris Penn rest in peace. Cool character actor. Also in Quirky Romano. Sure. Oh, I like was, Chris Penn. Yeah. No, you're you're Sean Penn seeking out uh, the the uh, the drug lord. What the fuck was his name? El Capitan. What was his name? It means little shorty. What was the drug lord's name who went on the big run? Don Pot. What the fuck was his name? Don Poncho? El Chapo. You're Sean Penn trying to interview El Chapo. Yeah. I'll take it. Somebody told me today when I was at the bank that I looked like Tony Danza. Yeah, I can see it. Really? Somewhat. Tony Danza never has a beard. I always have a beard. Well, like, your face. like Shape of the face? Yeah, I maybe. don't know. Maybe hair a little bit, maybe. Yeah, eyes, somewhat. I don't know. I'm a... Something about you. All right. I can kind of see what they're saying. Is that cool? Is Tony Danza considered cool? I mean, there's cooler guys to be called, but there's definitely worse people to be called. Fair enough. I'll take it. Yeah, it's about a seven. She went as far as to say you look like Tony Danza, and then she said to me, I want my son's hair to be just like yours. Hmm. I took that. Yeah. Cool, why not? Sure, why not? That's what I said. Sure, why not? What do you do for your hair, Mark? This hair, Benny, has a mind of its own. You're like coming to America. Nothing One... but fruits and berries. God damn, boy, what's that? Some kind of weave or something? It is my natural hair. I have been growing it since birth. Oh, shit, what kind of chemical you got in there? I have put no chemicals. Only juices and berries. <laughs> shit, that ain't nothing but ultraperm. One day it's an afro. One day it's just all over the place. It's not an afro, it's just... It's insanity. It doesn't make sense. It's going in all different directions and whatever. It's at its best when um, I shower. I use Redken conditioner, anti-frizz. Out of the shower, wet. I comb it back. It's long now. Flips up in the back some. You know, comb it above the ears, what have you. Comb it back. And I put in some... Um, it's uh, it's called wet wax, and I get a pretty good hold. But eventually it'll evolve back into an afro. That's why yeah. I wear hats a lot. Yeah. It's a little wild. You're letting it just 
go nuts? Uh, not really, man. I mean, you know, I just didn't feel like wearing a hat in here. Because every time I leave here, all my articles of clothing reek of smoke. So I figured I could save the hat. There's not going to be any girls in here to see uh, see this retarded-looking hair. So why the fuck not? We're doing this in front of a live audience today. A live studio audience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. my hair. How about this? I'm not cutting my hair until Derek Carr wins the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, you're going Grizzly Adams, then. It's going to be a while. It probably will be. I respect it, though. Lamar Odom drops dead in a nightclub. I don't know if you saw this, folks. Apparently, Lamar Odom passed out in a nightclub. His legal team claimed it was from working out too hard. So that's what happens, guys, when you're in the best shape of your life, you pass out in nightclubs. Well, that, that sounds normal. Lamar Odom is a guy who, uh, you know, has hel- had some health problems in the past. They said he was working out. I said, what, he was working out the crack pipe? Yeah, he was working out about three or four hookers, probably. Yeah, for sure. That'll Without a doubt. Tired. That'll tire you down. That's a more valid excuse than he's been working out hard in the gym, so he passed out in the nightclub. I never come close to passing out in a nightclub. I think I probably drank entire bottles of vodka and champagne in one night in a nightclub. Guaranteed. My first question is... No, I guarantee that. I've easily drank an entire bottle of vodka and an entire bottle of champagne in a nightclub in one night. Guaranteed. Okay, my, and I didn't pass out. My first question to them, has he ever passed out in the gym? Wasn't he passed out at the brothel yeah. that they found him at yeah. when he OD'd? So has he ever passed out at the gym? Probably not. Has it been a story? Are, yeah, odds are he hasn't. Lamar Odom's a gutless coward. You know, that Kardashian curse, man. It'll yeah, the Kardashian curse is very Suck you up real. and get you. I mean, Kanye is the only one to... You know, something get past it, but even he hasn't been as good. Something's telling me divorce is imminent with Kanye. I feel like Kanye and Kim are due for a, a split. Why? Because they each have had divorces? Maybe, yeah, they, they've each have had divorces. Kanye's looking like a fat slob. Um, I Kim's don't know. looking good, too. It's what those people do, man. It's what these Hollywood weirdos do. Well, yeah. You yeah, know, it happens all the time, and I don't necessarily blame them. No, I don't blame them. Whatever they live in a make believe world. Good for them. When you're that rich and that famous, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Ric Flair said he is, thinks it's impossible to be with one woman. He is totally miserable when he tried, and he tried very briefly. And he said he slept with over ten thousand women in his life time. God bless. How many did Will Chamberlain claim he slept with? I think 10,000 sounds about right. I think he's said 1,000. 1,000 sounds low. Yeah, that sounds low. Because honestly, maybe I could get to 1,000 if if I live long enough. Will Chamberlain says he's had sex with 20,000 women. Yeah, that's that's that makes sense. I actually don't believe him. but Personal friends testify that he once had 23 women in 10 days. I don't believe that. 23 in 10 days, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. You're on a massive hot streak, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, normal. 
I feel like he did that at Kansas. I wonder how many women Jerry – oh, by the way, cool old people. The coolest old person in America yeah, so is Jerry Jones. Say. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. wonder how many people Jerry Jones has slept with. Oh, a whole bunch. Yeah, he's uh, – remember the pictures with him and the hookers a I couple love years ago? It. They were I love hilarious. It. What, just in the owner's box, right? Yep. It's insane. I, too, have been here 23 years. And uh, it is a reminder I've been here when it was glory hole days, and I've been here when it wasn't. And so having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hole. <laughs> so I have that perspective. All right, so if we did some math on Wilt Chamberlain with 20,000 women, let's say you just started at the age of 15 and went to 55, okay, when the book was published, when he said it. He would have had 40 years to sleep with 20,000 women, 500 women a year, roughly about 1.4 women a day. Not crazy. Not crazy. Definitely possible. Was he ever married? I don't believe so, Marky. And that makes sense. Strong Instagram follows, Benny. Madison Beer. Grade A piece of ass, man. Absolutely gorgeous. Top notch. Absolutely gorgeous. The legendary Madison Beer. Give her a follow, folks. Give that technology goof Elon Musk a follow. Kind of post some interesting shit. Kind of a weirdo, but, you know, he's one of these guys trying to build the future. You familiar with Elon Musk, Benny? Yeah, I like Elon Musk. I got an uncle who's obsessed with Teslas, man. The guy gets a different Tesla every, like, six months to a year. He's always switching it out. He's got some suicide doors on this one. They're really great cars. I actually lost slight money on them in the stock market. Bought in on them at maybe the wrong time, but, you know, ended yeah. up just flipping it about what I got it for. Right. I mean, he's got 3.4 million followers, so I'm sure many of you already do follow him. Another great follow. Sounds funny, but uh, Rolex. Man, they post some cool watches and um, some gorgeous, gorgeous timepieces. And that new Sea Dweller. Oh, my Lord. I love looking at those watches, Benny. I fantasize about having a, a big-time selection of those one day. Yeah, I'm not a jewelry guy whatsoever. However, I started following on Instagram some of those top-notch jewelry stores, and uh, I, I've been enjoying it too. Yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. It. It, it's jewelry motivating. stores and and top-notch jewelry designers are cool follows on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, like the top ones. You know, because I like to get away from following my everyday people. Yeah. Because I don't want to see the cup of Starbucks. I don't want to see their car stereo playing a song they like. I don't want to see the screenshotted iTunes song. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see their lunch. I don't want to see their kid. I don't want to see... I just don't want to see it. I'm there for more important things. Yeah, I I, I, I don't mind it popping up, but I don't want it being the main center of attention. I, I, I do like seeing it from time to time. But I don't want on, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, my whole... Uh, Instagram scroll is a bunch of guys or girls standing in a bar. I'm not 19 years old anymore. I turned 19 a very long time ago. I don't go out on the weekends. It's hibernating season. Yeah, hibernate in that gym around this time of year. That's the best, safest place to do it. It's hibernate in the gym, hibernate on your couch, hibernate in your bed. Season. Seriously. And that coincides with ass-eating season. It's still ass-eating season. 
It's always assy in season, man. <laughs> Season's always open for that hunting. And uh, shit like that does not fascinate me. I like seeing other things. So there's that, that. that's my two cents on that. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. Kind of coincides with talking about hibernation and spending more time in the house, in your apartment. I was always curious to see the analytics on, like, Pornhub.com. Oh, I'm sure it's outrageous. When do you think is, like, the time most watched? Morning or night? Night. Yeah? 100. More people are home. More people are just sitting around. People have stuff to do during the day. Well, you don't think people in bed before work, potentially? Sure, but I don't think as many. And even so, people get up at different points throughout the day. Do you think people look at porn more in the summer or the winter? If I had to guess, I'd probably say winter. Interesting. I might go towards summer because you're seeing a lot of fucking sights out there. I mean, that's you're part on of the it beach. Too. Yeah. You're on vacation. You're seeing a that's lot of true. sights. Uh, everybody's posting pictures of them in bikinis. And yeah. So that's part of it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand These are the that. analytics of Pornhub.com. We need to reach out to them. Get the analytics. Yeah. Get the info. They need our analysis on those analytics. How many days a week would you say you log into Pornhub? You check into you, Pornhub. You check out. None. You're not a Pornhub guy. I don't use Pornhub unless my other sites are fucked up. What's your other sites? My main ones, free ones. Free ones. Free ones. <laughs> Z O N E S. O N E S. Yes. Free ones. Now let me tell you this. I try not to see any demented shit, any gay shit. I don't like my I don't want anything getting caught in my vision even if I'm scrolling past it fast sure I don't want to see any fucked up shit sure now, now some fucked up shit is every okay. now and then every now and then you're gonna come across that I feel like everywhere right is free ones limited on their very limited very limited and it tends to be in groups too okay, okay. that's important so it's well organized yeah so it's very well organized you know you can just go to individual people yeah you want a certain girl you can go to most popular girls recently. Right. You can go to the daily gallery. So it doesn't have the thumbnail of videos like... It has thumbnails of videos. Okay. You got them all. Pornhub is very well organized. Yeah, Pornhub is good. I don't know. I just prefer free ones. Freeones.net or .com? .com, I believe. Freeones.com. Just Google free ones. It'll pop up. Yeah. Porn is a very important part of our culture at this point. Oh, yeah. It's I huge. think porn saves a lot of guys some unneeded stress Absolutely. and girls. Yeah. Relieve that stress. Yeah. It's needed. Absolutely. Porn is as old as mankind. The hieroglyphics on the pyramids in the caves had pornographic shit. Yeah. So. Can I have reason number six or whatever we're on on reasons I don't want to have kids? Because they're not going to understand the struggle of not having all this technology right. for their porn. Oh, I remember the Playboys. Uh, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible, man. Yeah, man. People don't understand. Kids today will never understand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you and your boys would get your hands on some Playboys. Everybody would be looking through it. Yeah. Laughing. Check this out. Check that out. Look at the tits on this one. <laughs> yeah, man. Somebody gets a Girls Gone Wild tape. Every all hell breaks loose. That was big for a little bit, yeah. But that kind of coincided with the internet boom. Yeah. 
Those were the infomercials, though. Right. You could send them in money order. Oh, Real Sex on HBO. Sure. Forgot yeah. about that. Now, that was some weird stuff they would show. Taxi Cab Confessions. That was always good. And then, of course, the Fuzzy Channels. Well, yes, the Fuzzy Channels. Everybody knows those. Kids of tomorrow will not know anything about they those. They have no idea about the Fuzzy Channels. That's so funny. The kids of tomorrow have an insane fuckbook in their hand on their iPhone. At 24 hours a day. <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours a day. Seven days a week. Seven. From the ages four. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> My kid would not get a fucking iPhone. Uh, probably not. I mean, I'm having all types of trouble with my iPhone anyway. Yeah, God, I mean, I broke my phones back in the day when they were somewhat bricks. Yeah, yeah, right? If I was, like, I break my phone like you said now. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine being a kid. I would break this thing every yeah, fucking you're, you're, other day. you're riding your bike if kids still do that today. Mm, kids today don't. Probably, you know, the phone falls out of your pocket when yeah. you're riding your bike. Oh, all the Wh- time. Whatever, you know. Anything. I jumped into a pool once with my phone right in my pocket. So my prediction is this. Phones eventually are going to be no bigger than, say, the halloween size Kit Kat bar. And it's going to uh, shoot out like a, a hologram onto a wall or table or your couch or whatever. And you're going to touch the hologram. And you're going to text through touching the hologram, play games, apps, scroll Instagram, all on the hologram not on your phone while i agree that that's definitely technology that they probably oh they have already that. have they definitely have uh that. and it's possible to come out the whole privacy thing you would need a way to be able to see it when no one else be able to see it right so now you're talking like google glasses type shit yeah and nobody google wants glasses. the google glasses yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so now you're talking I don't even know. Now we're getting into some crazy, like, Tom Cruise movie where they're implanting people's eyes with chips and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've talked about that, too, yeah. iRobot or some shit like that. No, it's not that, but I know what you're talking about. Funny story, man, and I'm going to end it on this. This is how nuts technology is. About six years ago, down in Miami, and with a friend, and we, uh... We start talking to this guy. I think we were at uh, Mr. Chow's, and we're at the bar, and we start talking to this guy, and he's telling us about the Google Glasses. He says he works for, like, he's describing the Google Glasses. He was one of the inventors of Google. And we're, we're looking at each other, laughing our asses off, like, making fun of this guy. <laughs> Like, thinking he's lying to us, sure. but going along with it anyway. And is he telling you that it actually is Google Glasses? He's de- Yes. Or he, is he just describing? He's describing these glasses and all their function, the functionality of them. Okay. And we're looking at each other and, like, just going along with it. And, like, the guy was a little weird and whatever. And we're laughing our asses off. We fucking leave Mr. Chow's, and I forget what club I, we went to after, and I had a car. I rented a car that night. So I drove, and I give this guy a ride. We get to the club. We didn't get a table that night because it was later. Um, it was kind of like a laid-back day. Was, I think it was like the first day we had got down there, whatever. Or it was the day we were leaving early in the morning. So I remember we were paying the cover to get into this club. This motherfucker who's a Google Glasses inventor. 
I paid his fucking cover, gave him a ride there. I mean, what the fuck? I'm treating this guy only. He should be. We should have had a table with champagne. You know what I mean? You know how you befriend people on vacation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But long story short, you know, of course, I'm laughing at this guy, making fun of him. Next thing you know, Google Glasses is like the way of the future and like a huge invention. Oh, this is before the Google Glasses came yes, out. I thought this was after. No, he's uh, telling us about what it's going to be. Like, I could have got this guy's business card. This guy's, yeah. you know, fucking yeah. love shooting the shit with me, with us talking, laughing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Smartest guy in the room. Smartest guy in the room. Yeah, wasn't you. <laughs> Was not me. <laughs> Uh, that's terrible and there you have it folks episode 20 on the mark in the books milestone anniversary episode 20 more to come i can guarantee it a lot of you were making fun of me they were saying what on the mark folded on the marks dead no more on the mark that doesn't happen that doesn't happen. 20 more, ever. Benny. It's never going to happen, This is going ever. on, and you're going to get my annoying texts and tweets and whatever. On the mark, will not die. This is an unstoppable rebel force. Good night, cruel world. That's all, folks.